Welcome to Thrive, a Paychex business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us back again. Uh, my name is Gene Marks and I'm here with Marcus Tober. Marcus, first of all, hello and thank you for joining us. Hey Gene, hey everybody. Glad that you're here. Uh, Marcus is the Senior Vice President of Enterprise Solutions at SEMrush. So first of all, Marcus, let's talk a little bit about what SEMrush does. And then we'll talk a little bit about how you wound up in this position and what you do. Uh, but tell us about SEMrush. Uh, SEMrush is a, a global software company that provides uh, lots of uh, con tools, especially connected tools in the digital marketing space. So based on the variety of tools on, on the reach that, that we have, we, we could say we're the largest platform, especially for like the mass audience. And that's, mm -hmm. that's why the audience listening into um, is, is actually really the best audience that, that we can have. And, and just to super quickly explain what, what we do, I mean, we really help businesses to be found online by giving them lots of insights about the competition, about opportunities, about gaps they, they maybe can fill uh, quite quite easily to to really get up their visibility uh, with ease. You know, I, whenever I, I look at Semrush, I always think of you guys, and I've known you guys for a long time and have been fans of the stuff that you provide. But even the tools that you provide, do you do you feel like the tools are you know are, are something that a typical small business owner can handle, or do you think that you know these are tools that you're providing to professionals and experts that can help small businesses like how do you feel how do you feel about the best way to use your tools i mean the the, the good thing about semrush is you can really start super small it's a it's a low entry point you don't need a long commitment you don't need to talk to salespeople for many months to get a good quote it's really you, you can really start quite easily and and the good thing is that out of the box, uh, using the platform, you get so much data and so many insights that you can use them right away. You don't need to set up your account uh, for a long time. You don't need to be an SEO expert because the tool is really made in a way that you get a lot of recommendations and like like a good flow, a good workflow within the software um, quite quite easily. And it doesn't matter if you are in a small business or if if you are if you grow and then grow into a larger business because. The way how SEMrush works is we we grow with the amount of data we are able to give you. If if you scale across multiple countries, if you scale with multiple products or services that you're offering, this is where we can give you more data. But uh, typically, if you really start small, we support these these companies with um, uh, like 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 licenses without large commitments, without talking to lots of salespeople and that kind of stuff. I, I think this is. This is really the best uh, the way how, how to get into search, not just SEO, because SEMrush does more than, than just SEO. We give you a lot of stuff to optimize uh, your, your content, uh, your social media experience, uh, how you do uh, PR, that, that you see how you're found online, because re your reputation matters a lot as well, right? So SEMrush is really like, like the Swiss knife of everything in digital marketing, I would say. Right. So this isn't really just about necessarily about your website, but it's about any particular piece of content that you're publishing online, correct? Yes, correct. And and also, I mean, last year we have started to to add, uh, for example, third-party applications. So you can even look at your uh, mobile application if you have one by connecting uh, a mobile analytics app into your SEMrush account. 
which is quite easy and handy. And then you can really see how you're doing in web and app at the same time. Got it. Um, so if we're talking about different types of content and different types of platform, um, let, you know what's near and dear to my heart right now is YouTube. Um, you know, specifically like for this podcast, you know, we do we, we do the podcast that goes out on a different bunch of different platforms, Marcus. And then, you know, we also have this video version. You and I are talking right now, you know, and, and we're going to publish this on, you know, on, on Paychecks YouTube page as well. Tell me how SEMrush helps businesses promote their videos, because there are a lot of businesses that are doing videos now. Um, what types of tools does SEMrush offer that can help promote videos, get more views on our videos on YouTube? I mean, with, with video content, important is to understand that people are often not binary. They, they, they have a question and they go on Google and they do a search and the video might be the best answer, right? So if you look at uh, search result pages, you might have some like very typical text links, but then you often have videos where Google believes, say, the video might also answer your question. So often the journey coming to YouTube starts um, just in Google search, right? So if, if you want to know something about SEO for small businesses, you maybe want to read a blog post, but you maybe want to see a video. And, and this is where you can also start your, like, like finding good opportunities uh, in which areas a video might be interesting. If you go on SEMrush, put in any uh, like, like um, topic that, that you like, uh, into our keyword magic tool, you get a lot of related different other queries. And to all these queries we collect, is there a video that Google is showing? Are there direct answers? Is there maybe no video? Because that's a good understanding for you as well that there's maybe no, no not a lot of demand in YouTube. So that, that's why even if YouTube is a different search engine, so it's the second largest search engine in the world after Google. So Google owns one or two. Um, I would really start searching for good topics uh, in SEMrush in our keyword tool, because this is where you can get a lot of inspiration. You also see like search volume, like how much demand actually is potentially be there because YouTube itself, they don't give you lots of like keyword data because YouTube is, is very personalized, right? So most people use YouTube with their Google account. Um, so the video recommendations are really based on their video consumption but if you really mm. want to understand like where typically a customer journey starts and what topics are where a video might be interesting this is where keyword research is really the key is it just keywords i mean is that is is that what it's all about whether you're on google or youtube no, okay you're, you're right i mean keywords is, is such a let's say abused word um so this yeah. is how seos often talk but in the end what you really mean is like a topic and a topic means it's a lot of different searches but people mean the same right so if people search for how do smbs do seo or how to get found online or what can i do to get found i mean all these different searches um are like one topic in the end and and what you should really do is you should try to understand what i'm offering and what could people search where a video might really, you know, fit to uh, to the intent, and it might be really the case that a video is the best answer to this. But you still need to understand that it's not always YouTube where people start their search. It's often also search, and this is where you need to think about both. But in the end, you're right. If if you also look at YouTube and look what are uh, what kind of videos are already existing, that's also pretty good for inspiration of. Um, how long should could, could a video be? What kind of topics people are covering, and and this is where you could leverage like like classical search and, and and YouTube at the same time. 
So that's really interesting. So, you know, so still taking the example of, of our YouTube videos, let's take this conversation you and I are having right now. It's going to be published in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, the, the, the keywords that come to immediately to my mind is SEO, search engine optimization, Marcus Tober, Tober, SEMrush. Those kind of like jump right out of me. But I'm assuming that SEMrush will also provide me with tools if I was a SEMrush, you know, you know, using your platform that could help me suggest other keywords yes. uh, based on queries that are being asked about SEO. Is that, yes. is that, is that a fair statement? Okay. Absolutely. So you can filter then, by, by questions, but you can also filter, give me only keywords that have a video in, in, on the search engine result pages. So you can really, okay. really filter everything by only video content. But there's one thing that you should definitely have in mind is a video in the end is not transactional, right? So if you're selling products or services, you really need to connect it to the product or service that you're selling because the videos is good for like uh, top of funnel um, um, things mm -hmm. like, like to get people inspired, to get, you know, a lot of brand awareness to your company or your products. But in the end, you have to create a good connection to where you actually sell uh, your, your products or your services. And how do you do that? How do you do that with a video? What do you recommend? I mean, with the video, it's that, that YouTube is actually really good in putting the focus on the video itself. So the description and the comments and all that kind of stuff is more or less hidden by, by YouTube now. But what you can really do is you can be very smart in like displaying um, your brand name, your logo, or maybe the product name, uh, like in, in, in a form that's not really distracting from your video content, but that get people like reminded of, of what you're doing. And often a video is really like an extension of, of what you're doing anyway, right? If you, if, if you believe you can just do great video content and then you're selling your products like the hottest thing on earth, this is not how it works because you sell products there where people are able to really make a transaction. If, if you have visual content, you might put your video also on Instagram and like have a good ad, you know, then people can kind of like buy it uh, directly in the app on, on, on Facebook. And, right. and of course, you and can again, put I mean, like ads on YouTube as well. Right. But yeah. Yeah, no, 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 that's very helpful. And so, you know, and again, I, I was talking about YouTube because it is the second biggest search engine, but you're right, there's Instagram as well, there's TikTok. Uh, there are other places. So so let me, I got to specifically get back to SEMrush um, and the, the products and the services that you offer, particularly for small businesses. So, you know, there, there are keyword tools that you mentioned, right? What else? I mean, what, you know, I know keywords are very, very important, but what else does a company like yours do or could do to help me promote my videos or a small business owner promote a specific blog that they've written or an influencer promote uh, a, uh, you know, a TikTok video that they made. What would SEMrush do to help us do that? Yes. I mean, the, the, the main important thing is that you really think about what is the platform? Where do you want to sell your services? If it's your website, if this is the main platform where you sell your stuff, you really need to mm -hmm. think about how you can utilize SEMrush in, in like understanding your market the demand, what are people searching? Is there any seasonality that comes with it? So we have the data. Then you really need to understand that your website is, is something Google needs to understand, right? So it must be crawlable, it must be fast enough. Uh, it, sh it should have a structure that Google understands the information. That's called information architecture. You should find opportunities as well. So what's actually one of the best things you can do in SEMrush is you can look at your competition and get inspiration quite quickly where can you kind of like maybe extend your content, extend your products, or maybe where you can gain a competitive edge against your competition because you need to differentiate yourself. You might also think about 
how to attract links because uh, Google is still a machine and you know like links pointing to your website is something that could really help like gain rankings not in terms of like buying links or doing cheap link building but like thinking about where are the communities or the people or the journalists that typically cover your topics that you get an understanding can you reach out to them or where, what can you do to attract links and all of these things together is more or less the foundation of doing good SEO, right? You have a, you need to have a good, crawlable, fast website. You need to have like good content with a, with an edge to it. You can't just have more of the same. You need to be uh, like like uh, like like linked from from other uh, authoritative sources. And if you really mm -hmm. cover all these things, then uh, you should have like a decent visibility. And if you then like think about all the other platforms, like not just video platforms, but also other platforms where you can kind of like uh, extend your content to, then I think you have a pretty good um, multi-channel uh, marketing approach. I think um, over the years I've, I've found with businesses, um, and I've been told this by other SEO experts, Marcus, that um, you know, it, it, search has gotten very much um, localized over time, you know? So, and a, like a lot of small businesses are local businesses, whether a plumber or an electrician or yes. a pizza shop or whatever. Um, so tell us, give us your thoughts on, on localization when you're trying to get yourself organically found online. I mean, localization is, is super relevant if, if you mostly serve local customers. If you are a plumber, like you said, or like some service that only offers like products or services in, the, in an area, you should really look at local SEO because everything else really doesn't matter. If, if you go and do a search and you have these three local results, um, like just maps, but local results, then um, this is where you should like be. And, and the optimization for these results is very different than doing like regular SEO. You should think about getting reviews. You, you should think about um, enabling your customers to give you like, like a rating to, to kind of like create um, a good experience um, for them in, in the way that Google understands, hey, you're offering services that are like relevant in this area. You should also optimize mm -hmm. your, your page with structured data that Google knows, okay, this is your location. This is what you're doing. So you should use like, like micro data or like structured data. Uh, typically, all CMSs uh, out of the box, they do offer services like this, like, like Wix and, and, and the likes. So they, they help really small businesses to have the, a good foundation. But then what you really should do is, and maybe you know it from some good local um, 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 services, is that they put in like a small little card if they do a service or if they're um, like, like people are on site and in, in your house and I don't know, they, they fix, your, fix your sink or whatever, that they say, hey, please leave a, a, a review on Google, my business or wherever, that because this is that, that can really make or break um, if you get found and and of course Google also looks at um, like where you are and where the searcher is and if if you are one of the closest businesses then you have a pretty good advantage so it means if you are in a in a city where your business is like localized in the city center you have a higher chance to get found but in the end it's really about a mix of everything um, that's relevant for people in a certain location. And if you have a website with structured data, you get regular reviews and you do not have like lots of one-star ratings, I would say then you have a pretty good chance in getting found okay. uh, also locally. It's very, very, that's very, very helpful. So um, 
here's what I'm doing. So my company, I mean, again, I'll use my small business as an example. We sell CRM software, right? So uh, different types of CRM. So one of them is like Zoho, if you, you've probably heard of, you know, we also sell Salesforce. So if I, you know, if I don't do anything local and somebody starts Googling for Zoho, the Zoho Corporation takes up like the first three pages of results, you know, because they're buying ads. They've got way more traffic going to their website. I mean, my I'm buried. But I guess what you're saying to me is that now my company is not in Berlin like you. Uh, we're in Philadelphia. So um, if I if I restructure my website in such a way that it's using structured data, um, it has got a lot of localized information on my website that I'm a I'm a Zoho partner in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, then I've got more of a chance when somebody is searching for Zoho Philadelphia, I have way more of a chance of being found top of the first page. Is that is that a fair statement to make? It, it is. So Google really understands okay. if a query is localized and if someone searches for electrician without yes. the city name, but Google understands it's, it's a query that's most likely meant to be local, Google will show the local pack. Great. So um, now I've been on Google uh, Google Business, so I've got like my whole business listing there, and then I have clients leave me reviews there, and um, I have gotten one one star review, and I, it really kills me. But besides that, everything else has been very very good and very positive. So that's good news. Um, you mentioned structured data, and already I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about, you know. And I think a lot of people listening to this podcast would probably be in the same boat as me. So what do I do? I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I mean, Marcus, I'm not going to go and start ripping up my web page. I don't know what I'm doing. Do, do, do I go to SEMrush for this help? Do I go to Fiverr, you know, or, or some other freelancing site to get like a, you know, somebody that's an expert in social media tools? Do you guys have a channel of partners or experts that I could be like, hey, I'd like to hire you for a rate per hour to put that structured data into my site using your tools? What recommendations would you give? So, I mean, we're not an agency. That, that means we're not going to offer these services. But what we are doing is we have great partners, great agency partners that really uh, help us uh, to kind of like help small to large businesses. So there's an agency program where agencies get a like a certification. So whenever you have these problems, I mean, the first thing you should always do, you should always look at is Google offering some sort of tool to help you with something. Because this is sure. this is always the first thing because it's it comes from the source comes from the company that actually wants to have you like like search uh, like a crawlable website, but if that doesn't yes. work, um, you should definitely or you can reach out to our support. We can connect you with the right agencies. And on Semrush.com, you have also a list of all partner agencies. That means there's most likely one in Philadelphia um, sure. that we were, will be happy to connect you with. Next question when it comes to agencies, when I hear the word agencies, I think of businesses that have five employees or 500 employees. I mean, it, you know, agencies come in all different sizes and the typical small business is not going to be spending, can't afford to spend that much on this stuff, you know, and yet, it, you know, don't agencies skew more towards larger corporations, bigger brands where there's money and 10, you know, you know, is there less you know, opportunity for a small business to get the kind of attention it really needs um, from from an outside. In other words, is going for an agency is is maybe hiring somebody independent at an hourly rate. Could that be a better road than going down the agency road for a smaller company? I'm just curious to get your perspective on that. I mean, 
It depends, right? So if if you, you don't want to say anything bad about your partners, I, I, right? I, to, I totally know what you mean, but but the point is, yeah. um, you have to think about what is your objective, right? So if, yeah. if 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 you want to be really successful online, but you do not have a lot of budget, the the best recommendation is to really try yourself. You know, yeah, there's okay. so much good content like. <laughs> on YouTube, <laughs> there's so much good content on YouTube. There's so much good content that you can find via Google search. Uh, there's, yeah. I mean, we have a really, really good blog on SEMrush. I mean, seriously, we have a lot of like guest guest posts, like posts we are doing ourselves. There's so much stuff. So if you're, if you're on a budget, uh, please try to kind of like do it by yourself because otherwise, if you burn your budget and you're not happy and with search, the problem really is, it is not um, like, like like a linear return on investment, right? So if you if you spend like 100 bucks and uh, the return on invest is I don't know like 200, if you then yeah. spend 50, it's not like 100. Or if you spend 200, doesn't mean it's 400. So the point is, right. if you if you if you invest a lot of work into paid search or organic search, it, it doesn't matter, and you only end up being on the second page, you don't get clicks, but you have invested a lot of time and and most likely budget without a good return so but the recommendation is especially when you're a small business there are always good small local agencies especially when it comes to seo and local seo is something where you want to have a partner that understands your your city your community your, your neighborhood and um you don't need to work with a 500 people agency because i mean they have lots lots of opportunity costs you will have a highly um, day rate, so you should look for a small um, a local agency, and this is what you should do. You should look at: do they have ratings and reviews, and from when are they? Uh, are they good? Do they seem to be like real or like fake? And this is how you should like vet um, the potential partner you should work with. And the best thing, I mean, this is the good thing in SEO. When you talk to a freelancer or an agency, it's, if it's small or big, you should ask for references. And that's something quick, right? Because if you ask, hey, what was the last local business you optimized? And then if you get a domain name or whatever, you can look up how successful this local business is. So I think it's in search is super easy to see if you if you potentially work with a good partner. So. Okay, fair enough. All right, just just two more quick questions for you. I know it's late in the day, so you're you're well past your glass of wine. Um, so uh, first question, uh, first question has to do just with with, uh, and again, I just got to you for you. Um, um, organic versus paid search, right? I mean, you know, Google makes its money off of paid search as does Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, these are essentially, uh, you know, media companies. So are we, are we kidding ourselves, Marcus, by trying, again, small businesses trying to get found organically on Google, or should we just sort of drink the Kool-Aid and say, listen, we need to be having a paid search program if we really want to get um, our sites, our videos, or whatever found online. What, what are your thoughts on paid versus organic? So I can definitely tell you that uh, paid is very important um, while organic is important as well, but both are very different. Organic searches where you need to have some patience, you need to really earn your, your spot, but then in the long run, it's it's really efficient. It's, it's, it's having, if you do it right, having the best ROI compared to any other Thing you can do in marketing but paid search is important because you can really test super quickly is there any demand for your product or services what's the competition uh, you, you you are able to super quickly like like look up is your is your message is your pricing is whatever you want around your product or services 
working because with paid search, you just create your campaign or maybe you have multiple campaigns and, and like benchmark the campaigns uh, in an A-B test um, like and, and look what goes best. And if you have enough searches for your product within one day or maybe two days, you have a result, right? In organic search, okay. <laughs> you, you have to wait sometimes months to really see like how it's paying out. Uh, but then, like I said, in the long run, organic search is really what kind of is having the best ROI. But in the end, you should do both because okay. SEO, SEO is really good in like like top of funnel, like where is high search volume, like people are maybe not ready yet to to purchase, whereas paid is really good in like when it's close to the transaction. If people search yeah, locally yeah. for like like. Um, like buy a MacBook in this in near me because they want to buy one now. This is where you want to have your ad, right? Because people they they are like in purchase mood, and this is where you would sure. need to show up, right? Stuff like this. Yeah, you know, I've I've, I've learned through um, all of this uh, online marketing in particular is that there's no silver bullet. You know, there's you have to have a, a few different pro types of programs, um, and then see what works best on you know for you, and then double down. Um, at least that's what I found has worked um, the best for me. One final question for you before I let you go, because we haven't mentioned them, but um, how about Amazon? You know, what are your thoughts? I mean, you know, it, it's gotten to the point now where people, you know, there, there are a few studies and surveys that have been done saying when people are looking for products online, they're not even going to Google. They just like go right to Amazon and, um, and, and search there. Um, you know, are, are you, you, do you recommend to your clients if they are e-commerce sellers or if they're Amazon, you know, sellers that they, they do, you know, they do do paid advertising on Amazon to be found. And do you have any experience with people that can get found organically on Amazon rather than having to, you know, pay for placement? Just curious what your thoughts are about advertising on Amazon, getting found on Amazon. I mean, Amazon is a synonym for e-commerce, right? As you said, people go on Amazon and search for their products there. They don't even go to Google. Um, but I, I believe you should kind of like tackle both, especially when you have products that are uh, high on high demand. This is where Amazon is, is really good. Um, but in Amazon, I mean, like in Google, they, they, they really try to have uh, you as a, as a merchant, you know, like, like advertising your products, right? Because otherwise, if people search for even your product name, Amazon is showing other uh, merchants with their ads on, on top of your, yes. like your product. So it's, but both are very similar. And in the end, what you should do is if you have a, um, shop and if you have like a product feed, you can optimize uh, your products and the product feed in a way that you can sell on Amazon and on your website at the same time. If you use Shopify or other so so shop software providers, uh, you can like have a feed of your product data and you can like in the end like like manage Amazon and Google with a little bit of extra effort, but um, you can sell your products on both platforms and, and you should. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, final question before I let you go is um, just the future, Marcus. I mean, you know, you've been in this industry for 21 years. Um, I think it's like 21 years if I read correctly. <laughs> yep. And um, I'm assuming you've seen, you know, a change or two over the past 21 years. Um, where do you think, you know, what do you think your job will be, you know, five, six, seven years from now? Where do you think search is going? Voice? I mean, search, what is search? And it's still the same, like what it was when Larry Page and Saki Brin invented Google. It, it was like um, showing the user the, 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 the best possible result for what he is looking, looking for in, in this very moment. And right. in five, six years, a search will be much more visual. There will be more videos. 
most likely people will do more searches with their voice. That means like you have more complex, longer form queries, which means you as a, as a company uh, trying to, to like sell your products and services, you need to think about what is my audience doing? How they search? In which kind of like, like phase of the customer journey are they? And what should I provide in terms of content? It, it will be more diverse, 100%. And, and search is going to be more complex uh, and it, it's going to be more relevant on, on more platforms. Like you've mentioned TikTok before, which is one of the incredibly fast growing video platforms. So you as a company, you need to think, where's my audience and what should I do to reach out to the audience? And this is what we SEOs need to think about too. So we have to adopt our strategy to help companies or like companies we work for um, to make them found on all these different platforms. Marcus Tober is the Senior Vice President of Enterprise Solutions at SEMrush. That's S-E-M-R-U-S-H.com. Marcus, I hope I got that, your URL correct. <laughs> um, uh, thank you very much for joining us. That was very interesting and we appreciate your insights on, uh, on search engine optimization. Thank you, Marcus. Thanks, Gene. Thanks, everybody. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.